two, three, four. You've been to a show. I can't remember. Uh, uh, what is the name of this band? I have no idea. Is it on there? Kill Switch. Oh, that's right. Kill I'm Switch using engaged. I'm using that's Kurtz's right. old beds today, and I, I love them. That's a Kurtz bed. Ooh-wee. Wow. Kill Switch Engage. I have seen Kill Switch Engage in concert a few times, festivals or something. You know. Yeah. Whatever. How were they? I've never paid to see them. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've never been a big Kill Switch Engage fan, but buddy of yours is. Mm-hmm. Um. I okay. didn't know I liked them until like four years ago, and then I checked them out. And I was like, oh, "These guys are rad." Well, they used, they did a. I, I knew about them because they did a uh, a theme song for CM Punk uh-huh. back in the day. This fire burns, and that's that's a that's a great song. Yeah, I yeah. think it's I think it's better than anything else they have. They did something else too, like. They, I thought they did something else for WWE, and then they did something for like the Resident Evil movie or something. I don't you know. know. I don't know. They did something where they were hyped pretty big, and I never really got into them. And then later on in life, I was like, these guys were and are good. I like them. Uh, Troy, the Royals split today's games in spring training. How do you feel? Um. Okay. Anything to report on? Yeah, they, thoughts? they actually are among the ones whose uniforms aren't exactly trash. The yeah. Royals' lettering on the back of their jerseys is actually what it is supposed to be, instead having instead of being minimized by fanatics. No mm. wonder they beat the Cubs yesterday. <laughs> beat them good. What was it, 6 nothing? Yeah, it was 6 nothing. Hey, it's spring training. We'll be good. AJ, keep, keep trying. AJ, how do you feel about the, uh, the Bears potentially trading the first overall pick in the NFL draft? That's not happening. <laughs> That's not what I heard. I think oh. you're just messing with me, Mitch. I, I heard it on Sports Center yesterday. When I saw on the thing on ESPN, they said we're going to figure out the quarterback thing soon. It, Justin Fields is gone, man. He's gone. There's AJ's no happy way. about that. He is. There's no way that the, after that they keep him. There's no way. Well, I'll give you guys three reasons why they're not going to keep him. Uh-oh. And then uh, we'll let you guys get back into your show because this is not my hour. But – has never completed a full 17-game season. Has never completed a pass. Oh, sorry. That's fine. I'm not offended. <laughs> <laughs> you threw me off there. Um, Ryan Poles never drafted him, and he's never thrown for more than 2,800 yards in a season. He's not a consistent enough passer. Three reasons right there not to keep him. And Eberflus came out today, the head coach, and said, I want a quarterback that's going to be good in the fourth quarter. Well, if you look at Justin Fields' fourth quarter stats when he's coming to the NFL – not very good. So you have to think that's a ringing indictment, and I actually tweeted that earlier. It's a ringing indictment, I think, on Fields. Wow. It's going down in Chicagoland. Grab your deep Is dish. Khalil Herbert going to be back next year? I think so, <laughs> probably. Everyone wants to talk running backs. Uh, yeah, that's because, true. Because it's a very well, – uh, it, there's a lot of free agents and not a whole lot of money out well, there. Well, I'm looking for yeah. fantasy guys, too, so maybe well, I'll actually, grab Well, actually, it's funny. Roshan Johnson, who was Bijan's backup at Texas, is a bear. He was taken in the fourth round last year, and uh, a lot That's of people right. are high on him. They think he'll have a good year next year I as the number one guy. I think he could be a pretty solid NFL running back. Here's the thing about running backs, though. You mentioned, cheap. Yeah, you mentioned the mm-hmm. free agency. You know, Running backs felt that they got screwed last year. How bad they are going to feel this year? Yeah, it's not going to be easy. No. Let's just say that. Well, that's the thing. I mean, like top, like who would be considered top running backs in the NFL that are now up for free agency? Saquon Barkley. And there's Eckley, only Eckler, my oh, boy. Yeah. maybe a handful of them that are going to get signed to good deals. Yeah. There's just not enough money. 
Trey, whatever happened to Philip Lindsay? Played briefly in the X, yeah. and then tailed out after that. We'll see what this new season brings, but spent some time in the XFL last year. I, I remember when he came into the league that first year, and he was just he was undrafted, and he was like the, the king of the league, and then it just fell apart. Because the Broncos let him go that first year after that first year, yeah. and he, he never was able to recapture it. Mm-hmm. I should say this about the running backs. There is enough money, I guess, but not enough value. Like the you know, Of course, yeah. the running back... Mm-hmm. Is it as valid as it used to be anymore? Just kind of, you know, not as invested in those guys because of shelf life and stuff. Uh huh. You don't have to spend a first, and you don't have to spend that money to get a quality running back. I mean, the Super Bowl champs back to back spent a what a seventh seventh rounder. rounder. I mean, yep. Yeah. So, yeah, man. I, I mean, I'll tell you what. You're not going to have Cedric Benson walking through that door. Okay. Oh, good Lord, don't mi- remind you're, me of him. You're well, rest not, in peace. Rest in peace. That's him, true. Yeah. You're not going to have Rashawn Salam walking through that uh, door. Rest in peace. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Uh, I can name a bunch of other failed running backs. Curtis, e- Curtis Enos. Oof. Uh, who else? There were a lot of them. Yeah. I mean, Neil Anderson was pretty good after, Anderson, after Sweetness. You're not going to have Merrill Hodge walking through that door. <laughs> Hey, guys, uh, Manhattan High Girls basketball on the air tonight. We'll start pregame at 645. We'll end the Jeff Mitty show a little bit early and uh, get to pregame out at the MHS gym. It is a sub-state semifinals. They host Topeka High, tip-off at 7. Your boy here is going to be on the call. I am Mitch Fortner. It is hour two of the game. The game after work with Troy Coverdale, David G., and A.J. Shaw. Last night, Cats fall, or check that, they almost did. They beat West Virginia 94-90 in overtime to get their second straight win. They're now 17-11 and in the conference. And, hey, they're now 7-8 and in Big 12 play. Still feel like the magic number could be 9. Plus, if you need a little bit more help in the Big 12 tournament, hey, there's another at least one more game available there for you as well. Never say never. They're back on the uh, wrong side of the bubble, but they're back on the bubble. Yeah. According to Joe Lenardi on the next four out, um, you know, Texas is also right now a uh, a bubble team. They're just barely into the NCAA tournament, so that's kind of weird as well. That yeah. Texas team should not be on the bubble. They should be better than that. Are they like? Are they the first four in or last four in? I think they're uh, the, they're the the last four buys. Okay. So yeah, that's where they're at. I saw this morning when I looked, Texas was a ten seed, right? So would that be like if K State went nine and nine? Let's just play it out. They go nine and nine. They, they get one against Iowa State. If they then made a run and they won the Big Twelve tournament, it would be Texas that gets left out, right? If 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 it all was like uh, right now, that, that that's hard to say. Yeah, I what I will say right now is I think if K State Still, like, you know, when it's Selection Sunday, I think K-State's best-case scenario is an 11 seed. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I yeah. think that is best-case scenario. Yeah. That's as good as it's going to get, I believe. For sure. I, unless there's a big run. Maybe. Unless they go on an insane run, yeah. but that's just – I don't think that's in the cards. And the, the thing that really stands out is K-State needs to finish 9-9. Nine and nine. I – hesitate to think about what happens if they wind up in that spot of having to play five days. Remember, yeah. it's five now to go all the way through if you're one of the bottom four teams. Well, last night helped. Immensely. Last night was a big help. Because first of all, if you lose that game, I, I, I definitely think at that point now, K-State, their shot of an NCAA tournament 
has evaporated. I don't think it's a good shot at all. But now K-State, let's see. Right now they would be, if they entered the tournament today, would be a nine seed. So you do avoid, by two spots, the first round. So I, that's 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 just, that's my big hope. Just avoid the first round. Nobody wants to be in that first round. K State hopefully will not be in that first round. They are definitely better than the four teams that will probably be in that first round. And right now, West Virginia is dead last in the conference. And K State almost lost to the worst team in the Big Twelve, even though they still have some talent. I said in the first hour, and I want to repeat this statement that the improvement that we've seen, even though we've K State's played a couple of games, they've won them. They've been um, – well, West Virginia was an L-biter. It was a solid performance against BYU, a consistent offensive performance against BYU. It is not long division to say, well, what's clearly been better? It's simple, and it doesn't need to be a long explanation to try to figure out this and that about what exactly it is. What it is is they're just starting to hit some shots. They're running some better offense. They're moving around, playing with more effort, more locked in. And they're hitting shots. Tyler Perry is case in point. Last three games, he has hit threes, three threes, four threes, six threes. Mm. He's on his second best run this year in in a three-game span, shooting the three ball. He had 29 points last night. He needed every single one of them for K-State to win the game. But Tyler Perry has hit a spark, and hopefully it's going to stay consistent because it's kind of like a better late than never thing, I guess, for him. Uh, because nobody's more determined to play in an NCAA tournament than Tyler Perry. He's been saying it since day one. He's never played in one, um, even though he's been a really good player for North Texas, but an NIT championship last year, that's great. But he wants to dance. He's got his dancing shoes on. He wants to be invited to the dance, mm-hmm. and he wants to dance all night long. <laughs> He'll slow dance. He'll fast dance. Do whatever you want. That was a really good, if you would have what me, in between, you know, like Stone Cold. That's a, never mind, that's a Pat McAfee thing. Sorry, what? I forgot about that. That's a Pat McAfee thing. Don't steal that I just that got that stuff. in my head, but but it it hasn't been just Tyler Perry. You you can go as far as Will McNair, I think, I thought has been really good the last two games. Mm-hmm. David Gasson, despite being injured, just despite playing hurt, he didn't last night, but the Three previous games was in double figures. And in overtime, I mean, he was rebounding his tail off, and he was grabbing some really tough boards. Cam Carter had a double-digit game last night, even though his game was really weird. It was just kind of like, oh, my God, that was great. That was awesome. Good job, Cam. Oh, that was not so good. Uh, Oh, that was great. It was just real back and forth with Cam. But I, I felt like he was a little bit more locked in. Arthur was hitting some shots. Um, Day-Day Ames. Day-Day hit three threes last night. I think he's finally starting to find his shot, hopefully, fingers crossed. He's now starting to find some groove and some confidence, and that'll be a really big help because I felt for too long it's been too much on the shoulders shoulders of Will, Cam, and Tyler. Mm-hmm. Or uh, Arthur, Cam, and Tyler. I'm sorry. You know, um, It's glad to see that they're getting some help, and the offense is playing re- more respectable basketball. And they're hitting shots. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest difference in the world. That they're just hitting shots. I think it's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. The offense is better because they're hitting shots. How much of that goes back to focus? We talked about it in the first hour that there has been an improvement the last two games specifically in the focus that this team has had. Even though they faded down the stretch last night, seemed to lose it. 
they've been able to take care of what's needed to be done in these two games, at least to put themselves in position to win. Yeah, I I think that that's a great point. I, I also, you know, somebody might be able to put together, like, you know, Cats underscore fan might be able to put together stats that, like, KSU underscore KSU fan. Underscore fan. Sorry, He's amazing. Cohen. He's amazing on Twitter. Um, I He could probably put together some stats that totally debunk this, but my thought was last night I thought Day Day Ames got more playing time and got to play at one, and Tyler was able to come off of screens and was able to catch and shoot as opposed to trying to create his own shot off the dribble, and I think that helps us. I think that um, those guys, we, we, we have to, with Day Day Ames playing more, though, you have to expect turnovers. He he turned yeah. it over like three times in a row. Um, but I'm willing to go and accept those kind of things as a fan and go, hey, freshman point guard, if it means freeing Tyler up a little more and allowing him to get into a groove because that is a guy who can take over a game and – Win one for us, you know. Let's not take away. I mean, Casey almost they blew a twenty-five point lead. They nearly lost to the worst team, you know, record-wise <laughs> yeah. in the Big Twelve. Ever. I, I would say I think Oklahoma State's playing better basketball. They're a little bit better than uh, than than West Virginia right now. Even though the Mountaineers should have been really good this year, they have plenty of talent. Um, K State got lucky, I think, a little bit last night because mm. there was some home cooking involved. And I saw the argument on social media last night. I never like got into it myself. But I kind of, you know, just from where I was sitting, uh, K State was on the positive end in some calls, uh, and West Virginia was not getting those same calls. They weren't getting the whistles they wanted. They they ended up getting some, but it wasn't the ones they wanted. For instance, when Will McNair definitely fouled Kirk Crease on a three pointer, I he definitely fouled him, and there was a no call. Now they ended up getting free throws on a uh, two free throws out of Sumnick on that possession, but he missed one of two. So not only did you not get three shots, but also sent a worse free throw, sh- not as good free throw shooter to the line mm-hmm. instead of Kirkresa. So, you know, there were some calls I think that definitely benefited K State. But hey, I, I'm I'm not going to argue and say I, I wouldn't take it. Given the tackle in the first <laughs> half, it. given the tackle in the first half on Cam Carter yeah. in the paint. That's why the cookie crumbles, man. I'm sorry, yeah. dude. There's sometimes calls don't go your way. Next time, don't give you know. Don't be down twenty two at halftime. Try that, you know. Also, Kirk Creasa or Kirk Creasa, that uh, when he like right at the end uh, of the game, he tried a three pointer. He got fouled before, like on the floor, and then acted like he was shooting it. And he was like, "Oh my god, come on!" He was looking around for a call and was so upset. And it's yeah, he's like, definitely one of those guys. Yeah, it, it's like these guys. I don't know. That's their attitude. That's fine. But, yeah, we, we got some home cooking. Good. I'm glad. I hope we get more home cooking. And you brought this point. I did like that Tyler Perry didn't feel like he had to zigzag his way to the hoop and try to draw foul, which he still drew fouls. I mean, he went to the foul line um, ten times last night. Right. That's another part of K-State's offense that has been better in these last two games. This is something that needs to be brought up. They got to the foul line a ton the last two yep. games. They're being more aggressive. They're getting foul calls. They're getting to the hoop. They're getting pain points. K-State against BYU had 31 free throws. K-State against West Virginia had 35. Nice. So that's a pretty big key as well, a part of the offense. It's it's hitting shots. And to me, that's mm-hmm. 
from three. I mean, when you hit 15 against the Mountaineers, you hit seven, but you were seven of 15. And by the way, you were also just dominant from two in the second half. You know, being aggressive, but also hitting your shots on, you know, on ball rotations or whatever and getting to the open shooter, it's just, it's, it's just, it's more, it just seems more simple out there for them. Mm-hmm. They're just more in a groove. Mm-hmm. I, they're more comfortable with each other. Uh, I, I thought it was funny that Will McNair started to direct some traffic a little bit, and people are like, what are you doing? Pass the ball. Mm-hmm. Then he passed the ball to wide open three-point shooter, knocked it down, and got an assist out of it. Yeah, he, so it's like, shut up. I can't remember who it was, if it was Cam or whatever, but that player did exactly what Will wanted, got him the ball, and he hit the three. I was, uh-huh. I was like, it is that kind yeah. of night. Yeah. The ball and the offense should flow through Will McNair. Yeah, everybody yeah. knows this. Okay? Let him run the point. You want to yeah. talk about simple? I'll tell you simple. Words that have never been uttered before. <laughs> I do appreciate too, David Gasson when he gets rolling too. He gets that kind of confidence where you're like, okay, <laughs> like calm down a little bit. But I appreciate it. I appreciate somebody having that type of confidence. I'm glad we've, we were able to get to a silver lining part of last night's game because that. It was almost just an utter disaster. I I mean, do you ever think like when you're at home, not at home, but when you're at the game, and the game's going on and it, things are happening. Do you ever go, what are we? How are we going to address this on the show? I was thinking, what are yeah, we going to yeah. talk about, dude? Besides, like just like going. <sighs> well, it's I, I, the way I actually think about it. It's like I wish we could do a show. After the game. Yes. Like, we could just change the hours to after the game. Sure. Instead of, like, four to six. Sure. And that and then, because it's been, what, how many hours? It's been 22 hours since the game tipped. Right. And so, like, a couple of thoughts I have in my mind, I kind of forget about it. I should write it down. And it's not as fresh in my mind. Right. So then I... I go back and watch parts of the game, and then I refresh my memory. It's It would probably be a lot better if it was right Rapid after the game. reaction. But... Uh, you know, maybe actually this is one of those games I needed to let it marinate a little bit because if it was instant reaction, it wouldn't have been too pretty, even though they won the game. Right. Mm-hmm. But it still seemed like it was just so rough in the second half, and West Virginia was shooting lights out. The negative was outweighing the positive. Yes. The first half was a major positive. It just West Virginia had their run of the, you know, that 20, what was it, 38 to 13 run in the last 13 minutes of regulation. I mean, what happened? <laughs> West Virginia crazy. hit shots. They just went nuts. Raekwon Battle showed why he's a really good player. That guy's yeah. a problem, man. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll uh, get to a real hot button issue. Yeah, boy. and News Radio KMAN present Passport to Cabo. It is week three of finaling, finding our instant finalists. This week to go get signed up, head out to Furniture Warehouse. Behind Briggs mm-hmm. on the southwest corner of town. And uh, coming up uh, on Friday between 5 and 6 p.m., we'll be drawing for 10 more finalists. So they got hot dogs. That's they right. Got yeah. Chips. Um, I think they got drinks too. Yep, yep, food and drinks. Yeah. They have an all in deal as well. Everything, like the price that you see on the sticker, is what you're going to pay. None of this uh, hidden stuff going on. They got financing, they got delivery, they got friendly people, and they got the registration box. What the heck do you need here? (laughs) Furniture Warehouse, go get signed up for a free trip on us to Cabo San Lucas. Um, So this has been a very hot-button topic the last handful of days, and it goes back to Duke's loss to Wake Forest on Saturday. Oh, Um, 
And now everybody's been talking about this. We can't stop talking about it because we've had another incident of a court storming and somebody getting hurt. That player that got hurt, you know, it also helps the argument if you want to end court storming. It also helps that it was Kyle Filipowski of Duke (laughs) that got hurt because he's a star player. Yeah. But also, let's keep in mind and how quickly we forget Caitlin Clark in a game at Ohio State ran into a fan that was rushing the floor. Caitlin apparently received the worst end of the punishment and was slow to get up, and she needed some help up into the locker room. Um, and was and she and the I forget Iowa's head coach, but her name, but uh, was unhappy mm-hmm. after the game uh, because of that court storming. So we've now had two stars in the last month get a little banged up after a court storming or during the court storming. Caitlin Clark's looked a little worse, I think, than what it really was. But, yeah. but there was some question there too about whether I thought she flopped. I, yeah, that's kind of the and, yeah. And I think when you see that back view, like the view from behind. It's actually one of the greatest coincidental, like, they're at the wrong place at the wrong time kind of situations. I can't believe the timing that it was impeccable. But you can tell it was, the kid wasn't doing it on purpose. It just it just happened, man. This Filipowski one, though, this guy just got rolled up on, man. Like, the the I think if he would have fallen, they, they would have stomped him. <laughs> he you know what I mean? He would have well, been trampled. So... I think the Kyle Filipowski thing is one thing. I think what also needs to be looked at, because he's obviously been the centerpiece of this whole thing, because he's the one, he's the player, the guy on the road, star player, got his knee banged up. I also noticed like there was a um, like support staff for Duke. Like He was the only person in the arena that realized, hey, Kyle's in no rush to get off the floor, and here comes all these demon deacons. So he tries to get out to yeah. Kyle Phillip as fast as he can to help him, and he was just a little bit too late. Just a little bit. Just a little bit too late. But if you also watch the the bird's eye angle of the court storm, you see a ton of Wake Forest students falling down. And it, there were a lot mm-hmm. that fell down. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot that got lucky that they weren't trampled. Yeah. True. Because also when you see people fall in front of you, you want to hit the brakes. But then you also remember, oh, there's tens or hundreds of people behind me also running at dead speed, you know, full speed ahead, trying to get to this court storm. That is... That was also a dangerous part of this as well. That that's the topic, and you know, Bill Self came out about this, and they're ready for court storming to be done, ready for somebody to step in and say, "Hey, this is not allowed to win anymore." Everybody's been coming out of the woodwork about, "All right, we got to do this and that," and you know, this will definitely help things. And I, I mean, I don't, I don't know if there is a right answer. Um, yeah, I don't think there is an answer that doesn't take the fun out of it. I think that's one part of it, but I don't think the fun of it is really the focus on the situation. So Troy, should court storming still be a thing? I wind up being very split on this. And I am in part because I've been in a situation where I never have rushed the the floor. Never rushed the field. Yeah, goalpost, nope. Because when I was in school, I given that I was in band as much as I was, we had a job to do, and so I didn't participate in that. I have been around when uh, court storming has taken place. Luckily, I was in a position where I was relatively protected, thinking back to that night. Some computers I know that weren't. Oh, yeah, that was a little rough. Um, But I also recognize that it is 
a safety issue and a security issue at the end of the day. And, and there are some who would like to see security be ramped up to the level that you expect out of the NBA in this discussion. And you're right. You take out the quote-unquote fun of it. But how fun really is it? That That's where I can't speak to it. I just know that there's that excitement, that joy of being able to join your fellow students out there. I, I For somebody that has stormed the court, and this was a KU game, Bruce Weber time, 20, it was like 10 years ago. Um, Did you throw a chicken wing? Nope. Okay. I rushed the floor. 20 seconds in there, it's a just a sea of humanity on the court. Holy crap, it's hot. Let's get out of here. <laughs> it was fun for 20 seconds. It was a neat experience. Um, I don't think that was a year anybody got hurt because uh, there were two incidents for K-State. One where, yes, somebody threw a chicken wing at Brendan Green, and then um, and then there was the year, I, don't, I think it was two different years, when here come the students, we beat KU, the players just go straight to the scores table. Well, the fans want to go to the players. Bill Self and, and Bruce Weber get pushed up against the scores table, and they're getting squished. And Bill Self's like, oh, you know, he's getting squished to death. You know? uh, it's like at a Slayer concert, and he's front row. You know, it's just ah, uh, yeah, that's good. But K State security after that incident took a beating. Mm-hmm. After that, from it was really social media, really. And I remember it being brought up, and I remember getting even getting a call from somebody that was on that security team and saying that we tried our best and all that. Well, it just wasn't figured out yet how to handle it. But if you've noticed the last few years where K State's beaten KU, K State's been very prepared for that. A line of security is ready with a rope or whatever, you know. Shoulder, you know, hand on shoulder, hand on shoulder. There were train heading out to the out to the court. It's not like the day when they said, "Okay, uh, professors and staffers, you're at that end of the field to protect a goalpost, and the band will be at this end of the field to protect a goalpost." I, I think that security, like organized security, ready to hit the floor before the zeros hit, or at least as soon as you can get out there. I, again, I don't know the right way to solve this. But I think that's a good start. Wake Forest was not prepared. All they had was security keeping everybody back until they're ready to hit the floor. Nothing was orderly. It was just it was a free for all. And that's where you get guys of the opposing team caught up in the crowd. Um, you know, there's really nowhere, you know, even the people in the handshake line, it's kind of like, well, you're you're in this as well. There's nobody here to help you. It, it was just not organized at Wake Forest. But K-State now has it organized. They're ready to go. I guess if there is one way to fix it, you find a head coach that builds the state of mind that you expect to win, and there's no more storm in the court because you expect to win. Mm-hmm. Maybe that is the way to fix it. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, they were ready to storm, uh, what was it, a few weeks ago against KU, and they're like, let's stay back. We expected to win this game. Let's stay back. We're not doing this anymore. The players wanted him to do it, but the co- coaching staff was like, "Nope, we did it last year." Mm-hmm. It's uh, but there's like I, I understand that idea, but it's like there's always gotta be a Wake Forest, and there's always gotta be a Duke. Well, can you we know what I mean? Like real, real quick, I'll let you continue in a second. But do we agree that 
court storming isn't as special as it used to be. It used to be a much more rare thing, and now it just happens when, you know, Beat the number nine team in the country. Wake Forest was a favorite. Yeah, in that game, and yeah. they, you know, it just that that's not considered. It's just, well, and I think it had been a while since Wake Forest had beat Duke, but it was Duke, you know. Right. So we're going to storm the court. Right. KU's in town. We're going to storm the court. You know, it's those blue bloods that will see it everywhere they go. They will always have that happen. It's just always going to be that way. And Wake Forest, no matter what happens, I could wake up. You could cryogenically freeze me, and I could wake up two hundred years from now. And I can almost guarantee that Wake Forest won't be like a top-tier basketball school and Duke will be the little guy. It won't be like that. Yeah, it's it's the the fact that Wake Forest is always little brother to Duke, Carolina, and Carolina State. It's it just the way it is. I love the rope commando. Th- like, I think it looks tough and cool. and The security people are, like, taking it serious. That's where I'm like, the problem is... A school like Wake Forest, athletic department, uh, the operations um, people of the stadium, what were they doing? Why? Why didn't? Why haven't they all had this discussion? If there's a court storming, this is what we do. Was the context like? Was it a last second shot? I I, I can't find out. Like no, Wake Forest was up four, with, and there was like two seconds on the clock, and. You know, Duke was inbounding. They were just trying something desperation. It just got picked off in the last few seconds right uh, off the clock. So there was a number of there was an there was a amount of time where the student section, I don't know where it all is at in at Wake Forest, but they did get time to leave their little area and approach the floor a little bit closer. Right. And get lined up and ready to storm as soon as that clock hits zero. So that's when you tell you say to the officials, like, hey, hold on. And you can, maybe even if you don't have a rope, you just get security people to step out a couple feet, let the guys, like let the team go through the thing, you know. And like you can you can tell kids like, hold on, hold on, hold on, they're in the line. Let's go, let it go. But that's also winging it on, you know, just winging it. In a situation like that, if it's well prepared, you have talked about this, you have run through the scenario. Everybody's on the same page. In a Wake Forest, they just weren't ready for it. And it's unfortunate that the guy got hurt. It really is. Um, hopefully it wasn't on purpose. I, I hate to think that. But they weren't ready. Wake Forest, they just botched the whole thing. To, to hold them back like that without letting the guys get off the court is, is insane. It's wild. I think you make great point there, points there, Deej. The, but I will say this: that I mean, security's got to get better. But the one thing I would say is, and it disappoints me that they they may consider getting rid of it, because my favorite memory had to be, and I know this is football, but when they beat when K State beat Oklahoma State, forty eight nothing, the game that Will Howard went off, and they carried him off the field. To me, that was such a cool moment. And it sucks because court storming can be a real fun thing. Mm-hmm. Field or you know, storming the field. Yeah, it can get crazy, but let's not let little things like this destroy that. Security does have to get better, and I think you make great points on that. I like it, but they're going to get rid of it. I think. I think we. I think they're going to get rid of it. Probably so. But, I mean, yep. But but then that's that's added cost in on so many levels in terms of security. Well, right? yeah, as to say, you have to you have to adjust. Are you going to surround the entire arena with security to hold? Right. Like, is that? 
the route you have to go. You have to spend all that money to make sure that happens. I, I guess if it if it becomes a rule, K State, you know, for example, would have to do something like that. Or I don't again, I don't know what it would take, um, other than Drum Tang being your head coach, right? And <laughs> saying we're not doing it, we're not going to yeah. do it. By the way, <clears throat> speaking of uh, Caitlin Clark, to re, re rewind just a hair. Average price for the non-GA ticket for their Iowa-Ohio State matchup this weekend. Which college game day will be there? $491. Woo! <laughs> and the uh, Big Ten women's tournament's a sellout. That's awesome. That is. Cool. That's, awesome. that's crazy. 491 for a non-GA ticket. You know, meanwhile, the K-State women have their senior night tomorrow. Yes. Against Iowa State. And them and tickets ain't 400 bucks. You can go there and get your tickets at kstatesports.com. 1-800-221-CATS. Very nice, Mitchell. All right, let's take a timeout. Uh, you know what? We weren't able to do it last hour. Let's do it next. Yeah. Jabroni of the week after these words. Jabroni! You jabronis hit the jackpot. The Hollywood brand jabroni, Hulk Hogan. Ow. Is this jabroni's name? Jabroni of the week. Yeah, 40 degrees right now. How about that current temp? Ooh. If you didn't already know that Ugh. from your phone or your car. Uh, tonight, yeah, tonight, what's the low? 18. 18. I forgot to bring a jacket, too, so I'm stupid. I, I brought my uh, I brought a hoodie, but uh, what, what did we get up to earlier today? Like, was it? Was it just sixties or did it get to the seventies? No, it actually? got. It last I saw was sixty five. Okay, this is just kind of like a two day thing, right? I love when it does this. Do you? Yeah. You like the real fast, sudden temperature change? It just throws your body oh, off. I am. <laughs> I want people sick and people's yeah. bodies like yeah, reacting in weird ways. Yeah. It reminds me of Mitch's ad where he goes, "If Kansas weather has taught us anything, <laughs> that is a good ad. That is a good. It's ad, a good Mitch. ad. Admit it. Thank you." The voice work was tremendous. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you for the compliments. <laughs> Keep them coming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nothing good. I love more than a compliment. <laughs> Jermaine of the Week time. Three dishonorable mentions. My Jermaine of the Week will be officially last. My first dishonorable mention is going to go to umpire Jason Rogers. He was uh, one of the four upping the series, a four-game series between Nebraska at Grand Canyon. Ooh. Sunday game, Nebraska leads 8-4 to four in the fifth inning. Well, DH for the Antelopes, Tyler Wilson steps into the batter's box, bases loaded, grand slam to tie the game at eight. Comes around the bases, steps on home plate. Home plate umpire Jason Rogers like, you're out of here. Whoa. Whoa, what, what happened here? Why is he out? It's because of his bat flip. He, he held on to the bat halfway down to first and then flips it. And old Jason had enough of that. So he allowed him to come around, score, and then tossed him immediately. I am not a fan of tossing somebody on a bat flip. No. So much for letting the kids play. My goodness. I always wanted to ask this. You guys know this. Pedro Serrano held his bat in the air. (laughs) Can you do that? Can you carry your bat around the bases like that? Uh, No. Is that, espe- is that actually a rule? And especially not with an umpire by the name of Jason. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, well, Pedro Serrano. I think the uh, the behind the scenes was he just forgot to drop it. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> he was seeking a new hat for it. <laughs> My next dishonorable mention is going to go to let's see here. Let's go with uh, North Carolina State swimmer Owen Lloyd. 
So this past weekend was the ACC championships for swim and dive. And on Saturday night, he won the 1,650-meter freestyle event. Good God. But then he didn't win. It comes down again to the celebration because he finishes in first. Ton of swimmers still behind him. Takes off the goggles. He decides, I don't know what you call the things that divide the lanes, ropes or whatever you call yeah, them. Yeah. He decides to get up on one of those. He slipped a little bit and he ends up a little bit in his neighbor's lane. Oh, but that terrible. neighbor had also finished the race by the time he did this. But it, it went under review and they determined that that post-race celebration was called interference and he was disqualified and did not win the ACC title. Oh, man. Oh, you know, you swim all that way real fast and then they go, you're out. My last dishonorable mention, by the way, so since he was disqualified, his teammate ended up finishing with the gold. Hey, not bad. And his teammate took up for his. Yep. Teammate. Yeah, Fitz tweeted something about it. Yeah. Well, even in the interview, he was big on. Yeah. Just, he, he was like, I'm going to give him the medal. It's not a big deal. He deserved it. So yeah. that's why he's not Jabroni of the Week. That was kind of a lifesaver for him. Yeah. My last dishonorable mention is it's going to go to Duke. Duke's Kyle Filipowski. <laughs> yeah, dude. Get your Jabroni booty off the floor. For sure. <laughs> get out of there. You know they're coming. Let, yeah. Let's show. Let, let's get a little giddy up. Let's let's get out of there. Yeah. You your, put yourself in arms like bub. Your name's <laughs> Filipowski. Of Filipowski. Course. Filipowski. Of course people are going to come after you, dude. Get off of the court, man. Mr. I'm too slow. Get out of here. And he gets his knee banged up, and then he's got to be helped off the floor. I know. Hey, hey. With that last segment aside, real Jabroni stuff, really. For sure. Real Jabroni stuff. Ruin it for everybody, Filipowski. But my Jabroni of the Week will be going to Benjamin Franklin High School Boys Soccer Team. They're out of Louisiana. Okay. Just wrapped up their season this weekend with the state championship game. Hey! And they were playing their rival. Mm. Their rival, Holy Cross, Louisiana. In Louisiana. Now it's not the name of the town. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, they squared off in the Division II Louisiana High School Athletic Association's Boys Soccer Championship. It's Big a 1-1 time. game, five minutes left. Benjamin Franklin High School with the ball. And it, in soccer, you'll see this all the time where, okay, they're on the near side of the field, don't like what they got, go back to the defenders, they'll reverse the field by going to the goalie, and then the goalie will give it to a defender on the left. They'll try from the left side, whatever. It happens all the time. Uh-oh. Well, there was a bit of botch. There was a bit of a botch when a midfielder for Benjamin Franklin High, it was a routine pass to the goalie. Uh-oh. The goalie winds up. <laughs> And is going to just rip it down the middle of the field. Uh-oh. And when he kicks, air ball. Oh. Whiffs. The ball goes into the goal. Oh, no. It's an own goal in a tie game. Five minutes left of the state championship game. And they lost the match 2-1. to Oh, one. my Man. God. I don't know what I would have done oh after my that, man. God. Dug a hole and lived in it for the rest of yeah. your life? Or just curl am, up into a ball and never come out of oh, that. Come out of my room. That that's a uh, high school reunion. He's not going back to. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is brutal. Oh, I thought this was a good week, though. Yeah, that's there a are plenty good. of uh, plenty of jabrones out there. Yep. Dang, 
man. Own gold, Jabron. All right, what do you think? Uh, AJ, you can get us out when we need to get out. You cool with that? Uh, yeah, I probably could. Come so. on, age. We could we could do ask us anything. All well, right, hey. we can do ask us anything. Hey, here we go. If the internet disappeared, what would you miss the most? <laughs> well, obviously, it would be Facebook Marketplace. Yo. And then second would be, of course, arguing with uh, strangers. Jabrones. About things that don't matter. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's fun. Troy loves to mix it Troy, up. Troy, well, first of all, he just loves the internet. Yes. He is always on the internet. Loves it. He would miss Twitter. That's that's number one. Yep. Yeah, that's kind of there. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> number two would be what would be number two? The chive. That's it. Ah, yeah. He's a yeah, chive yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what a, no- a good number two for Troy would be. No, the the honest truth, I would miss the ability to listen to the variations on ball games. Oh yeah, I. Uh, Big for listening to that. It'd be like, I don't know what happened, and I feel awful because I can't, you know, I once could, and now I cannot. Yeah. Ooh, that would be the worst. That'd be the worst. Age? Well, I'd lose Twitter, and you wouldn't get to listen to my beautiful, beautiful soliloquies about the bears. (laughs) (laughs) Or read them, yeah. Uh, that's what you'd miss the most, probably no. Honestly, X. probably not. I don't know what I'd miss. Well, probably, I, I mean, probably we, sports. I, we stream everything, right? I think yeah. that's the answer. Streaming, streaming. If that goes away, that is no longer here. You would die because then you have to go outside. <laughs> that's stupid. And I, I got to put this box next to my TV yeah, now. What is this? And there's a cable. Ugh. What do we? And, and it's costing me how much? Oh. <laughs> no, no, that's you know what's cheaper. You're like, hey, I'm saving money now. This is great. Uh, what profession gets the most hate just for doing their job? Um, we got a lot of some obvious ones. Yeah, we uh, got a lawyers, lot of meter maids, lawyers, meter maids. police officers. Oh yeah, mechanics. Um, yeah. Mechanic. Well, everybody just thinks they're getting screwed over by mechanics. It's because I mean, unfortunately, there are some bad ones out there, but there's enough stories of people, I guess, that have thought they got screwed over. They're like now they're getting hosed every time. For sure. Well, then learn to do it at home. Uh, somebody said uh, it's not free. Telemarketers and I about banned them from the <laughs> from the K Rock page. Are you kidding me? Telemarketer? No, it's people terrible. Get out of here. Speaking of getting out of here, yes. that's, this is where we wrap up the show, boys and girls. It's been that's a fun it. one. We'll have another uh, hour 45 tomorrow for everybody. Go Cats.